Season three, unfiltered vitamin Z. Season three, episode one. Today we're gonna to talk about agriculture, uh, sustainability of cities, and the fourth IR. So science and technology and innovation play major and unprecedented roles in the international system. Though unfortunately not all fully explored. Explored, sorry. I think one of the most pressing issue, and largely I think most of the world is starting to agree also, <laughs> is the importance of climate change and the consequent impacts and challenges on society, cities, and Earth's agriculture. However, despite a change in climate, progress in technology is accelerating, especially in regards to artificial intelligence and the fourth industrial revolution taking place. Place. Technology is not only being developed quicker than early periods of human history, but it is updating and building upon itself at exponential rates. The increased power that technology possess will continue to lead massive automation and inclusion of AI and robots to many aspects of society, government, and economics. The world is being pulled in two different directions, with climate change on one hand that can take the world back a step, and with the fourth IR affecting how we live on a material basis. Majority of global scientists agree that climate change is the biggest and most demanding task humans face in modern times. Recent UN research claims that humans have almost a decade left to dramatically alter our economies, industries, and overall way of life so that each citizen on Earth is ensured a decent quality of life without exploiting the Earth faster than we can replenish it. As much as individual people have a responsibility to monitor their waste and consumption levels, about 100 companies are responsible for about 70% of emissions. So bottom-up transformation is not necessarily the answer, but rather people and big corporations have to meet each other halfway, right? Corporations exploit the planet for human-needed consumption, quote-unquote needed, and many of them lobby politicians, but people can vote also with their dollar by changing the consumption needs. Consumer-driven changes in the will to not be manipulated and force corporations to change their habits in order to stay in business, which is their end goal, should help mitigate current damaging practices to the climate. We're going to take a look at cities and their relevance to the international system because it is not easy to tackle climate change when global cities are made to comfort people away from nature and perpetuate wasteful habits. Humans' own personal tastes and dislikes have changed what and how food is grown, not the other way around as it should be. Humans go against nature for their own needs and wants rather than altering them so they align with the capabilities of the nature around us. In order to use less of the Earth's resources, we physically need to take up less, which is the obvious solution that cities provides us with, with urbanization and its importance to the international system. Cities represent 
people and how they are managed has a direct impact on people's waste and consumption and overall carbon output. There is a massive takeout culture very common in cities in the US, whereas European cafes have more of a norm to consume one's coffee inside, not with you know non-reusable cups, with little cases on a massive scale of each major city across the global across the globe, immense amounts of waste with food, packaging, and transportation can add up immensely. A major reason for challenges cities are facing is because soon about 60% or two-thirds of the of the world people will be in cities. The amount of people leaving farms towards urban areas is rapidly increasing and adequate infrastructure and design of new cities have to be done so in a way that does not take out more from the environment than what's being put in. of the international system well how we can conduct agriculture in terms of what we grow in methods is also important because food is a currency that will outlive dollar bills and banks when natural disaster and global crisis occur the human's ability to grow food will dictate their survival pushing us back to an agrarian society in the current case of venezuela for example with hyperinflation is one of the many problems the country faces it doesn't matter how much money one has but many markets lack adequate food supply if food is not there to buy then one cannot eat regardless of how much they have in their pocket. The production of meat also presents huge challenges because at the surface level, humans waste the majority of agricultural land to raising meat and produce more carbon in the meat industry than what a plant-based diet produces, all the while meat does not make up a majority of our caloric intake. So more land and carbon is emitted from meat when it is not the majority of our food needs. Also, the importance of breaking up big agriculture is also vital for food and water because citizens cannot become at the mercy of corporations and billionaires for basic needs like clean water and food. This is every bit of a political movement as it is an agricultural one, whereby allowing more individual people to be in a bit more control of their food supply and production with global movements such as permaculture. New cities are being built and old ones are being overpopulated. Population and wage gap between farms, rural areas, and cities are not the only issue. The problem is that people leave to live unsustainable, wasteful lives in cities in search of higher wages and careers. Living off of one's own land means it's hardly in a waste. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have checked out Masterclass, but a new one added right now is the Gangster Gardener. Um, you know, um, Masterclass of How to Garden is a dude from South Central LA that had a TED talk not too long ago, or was it a couple years? I can't remember exactly when, but check it out, Gangster Gardener, and on Ma Masterclass too, of How to Garden. You know, compost, soil, everything, bro. There's hardly much that we that it can be put to waste, and there is a bit more way to live our life in a. In a not just a sustainable manner, right? Not just in a commercial way of like, oh yeah, this is good for the environment. No, good for us. That's the thing we're not realizing that us playing with the soil with good dirt can release just as the endorphins can be just as happy for our brains as eating chocolate or you know or sex or shit. I mean, like, it, it, compost is sexy, bro. I'm telling y'all, play with some dirt is good for you. industrial revolution and the relevance in the international system well despite global disasters and pressures from climate change technological advancements are pressing into a fourth industrial revolution which creates new agendas for the international system automation and ai impact greatly you know money and power protect giants and hubs already existed in the world but it also allows such influence to reach parts of the world and parts of society still left unmolested these new topics in the agenda created during this fourth ir is possibly having a system of robots and ai specifically as the issues as to the issues of ethics and design of such product products the other important issue is the societal reconfiguration that automation presents on nations culture government and economics Technologies longly held believe that it can help with humans' problems, but the world faces new and challenging ones because of it, primarily in regards to massive unemployment and usage of robots in daily lives. But anyway, we're going to take it back to cities. Um, cities and you know possible areas of future research and actors within cities cities are new actors themselves that now carry a lot of weight different cities within a nation are often defined and described by their residents which is why a city can be located in a state region or nation and be politically and culturally different than the surrounding areas such as portland oregon istanbul barcelona denver Therefore, with a lack of federal action or global cooperation and initiative, cities with like-minded agendas can formulate groups in their own local policies, hence a major research line for cities is, quote, para-diplomacy. The comparison of various cities in one specific area, such as transportation, for example, could be beneficial to see what policies work and what doesn't, as well as further research into what conditions do cities need for certain policies to be effective. Major cities are participating actively to change aspects of their infrastructure to become more sustainable. Copenhagen, being one of the most notable and ambitious, has set a goal to be carbon neutral in the coming decade. Other cities with some sort of agenda change are Barcelona with the Superblock, Seoul, um, uh, what's it called, biofuel, you know, the way they recycle food, Vancouver, Curitiba, Songdo, Shenzhen. According to the Sustainable Cities Index uh, 2016, a couple of the top sustainable cities they listed were Zurich and Singapore. 
but there's three P's of grading criteria, which is people, planet, and profit. These P's relate to the social and environmental and economic factors respectively of the city. However, it is difficult for cities to be excellent in all three. Quote, urbanization when properly managed can be a powerful transform transformative process, end quote. But it is difficult to be able to do so when the culture within cities is much different from farm living. Uh, cities are often disconnected and built against nature, but the ability to excel in all three P's is vital for long-term sustainability for the planet. Urban studies and transportation presents another research line with enormous amounts of subcategories. Urban studies alone can relate to roof gardens, urban forestry, energy usage and source for buildings, and even residential and construction developmental studies. Transportation also not only relates to roads and cars, but public transportation for residents and how those trains and subway rides get powered. Many cities are taking away cars from downtown areas and allowing more streets to be used for residents only to walk. Cars were once non-existent and people walked more. And now that is seen as like a, an innovation, a reverse innovation is another aspect, another productive analysis and research tool in regards to cities. Other major actors involved with cities besides local government is the residents, particularly the youth the, with student climate strikes, for example, taking place worldwide. Uh, tourists are also a major actor because they often present or illustrate environmental damage uh, to location, you know, overburdened by tourists, such as Venice, Italy, which was 80 reported 85% underwater this past year. Tourists also bring in extra waste on local communities that may not have the proper infrastructure of disposing it properly. Local, national, and global business investors are also major actors because of the pressure and demands they set for a city. A city with industry and jobs has to accommodate their investors, but a city without is left often to rely on tourists for economy. So both actors, tourists and investors, have to be accommodated for the often environmental damages that they pose. Agriculture, future research, and actors within agriculture. Well, agriculture is a diverse topic with a multitude of actors involved because food is vital and one of our most basic needs, right? The three major research lines that you know I've sort of looked at is the and challenges facing the world of agriculture is land usage and meat production, permaculture and big agriculture, and climate change. 
climate change pressures that cause geopolitical conflict over food. In regard to these uh, issues, major actors involved include corporations such as Bayer and Cargill, climate change, farmers, cities, technology, national governments, particularly China, United States, Brazil, and Argentina. Uh, Brazil and Argentina, uh, especially because they're agriculturally exporting countries, countries that use that agricultural uh, card, especially with China. You know, automation also, automation, future research and actors within that. Well, there's many aspects of automation, especially in the big picture of the fourth industrial revolution. There's three areas to focus on, which is tech gap and usage, economic policies and changes and ethical complications. A new act in regards to the ethics behind automation and artificial intelligence are philosophers. That's something Harari talks about in 21 lessons for the 21st century is that the technical design is important. But how a self-driving car behaves and replaces a human will need human ethics designed to its software. And that's where philosophers play a role in addition to helping answer what people will do with their time once a robot replaces them. So the tech gap in usage is also important because current actors involved, such as government, tech giants and corporations, are the one with a more central control over technology. Though some nations have more tech than others, even with nations that are hubs such as Silicon Valley with greater concentrations of tech than other parts of the US, economic which is here's the thing you have silicon valley you got san francisco you got the bay area right there with all the tech and shit they got going on and then you have a place like fresno not too far with my professor francisco there um, dealing with students dealing with people that can't even have internet access when they get home like switching to an online base uh, teaching was a pain in the ass for them because some of these kids don't have internet access and yet in the same state right we have great levels of inequality not just on a national or global scale but in some of the closest areas that we see uh, my professor told me in fresno that in the north side you got some of the best elementary schools in the country and then in the south you have some of the uh, you know bottom 10 percent of the bottom worst elementary schools in the country that's insane in the in the same town so economic research is also important for automation because economic institutions and the workers at large will be possibly deeply affected and are actors into how the fourth industrial revolution will play out over the long term pharmaceutical pleasure it's just factory love ain't no high forever we've been on them for days wired and high on a field 45 in a shot four or five pop a couple bad aspirin chop a couple i split Knock another one back, sweet. Saki up in that lip. Yeah, we live for that dove life. Yeah, we fuck with them beans. Girl, you live for them doves, right? Take me under your wings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coffee color mocha frame. Talking, but ain't no exchange. Dropping on me every day. Popping on me every day. Body dripping hella day, so. Says she wanna go to stagecoach. Birdie puffin' lemon haze smoke. Double vision got me double dipping. Ooh, yeah. Release now to die. Got the whole world on a string. What more did it bring? White noise on the beach. Waves crash to the shore like calm in a store. We got factory love, pharmaceutical pleasure. It's just factory love. Ain't no hiding forever. We've been on them for days, wired and high on the field. 45 in a shot, four or five of the pills. It's just factory love. We get by on the pleasure. No old fashioned in love. So the realm of impacts here, well, on society, I mean, as mentioned earlier, cities play a huge role in society because of the growing amounts of people living in them, possibly two thirds of the globe by 2050. They also affect how people interact in public because of the proximity by definition that cities instill with urbanization. Awareness and involvement 
and various policies, issues, and other tasks are also created by cities, right? People's consumer habits change within a city and depends on which one. You know, unfortunately, cities start the chain on the residents' consumer behavior rather than from the bottom up. However, more people are choosing to vote with their dollar by not supporting wasteful habits such as straws or unethically made clothing, for example. This behavioral change in general, whether good or bad, is ultimately spread like wildfire in cities. The reason so many people pollute or litter in one city or another is because it's common and allowed versus other cities that have a more residential culture that prohibit it. A city is measured by the will of its people who all have a role to play in creating a long-lasting and eco-friendly city. There are also consumer changes in regard to agriculture and its influence on society. Uh, markets in the U.S. are often separated by their organic and non-organic sections, which I've never seen in Spain, you know, because of consumer demand. Consumer demand and dislike of seeds led to farmers to change crops over time, such as bananas and grapes, in which each have seeds in its original form. Market demand and people's wants should be accounted for in many products, but not food. What farmers are able to produce should be consumed, not the other way around by what people want to consume. This problem is what leads to new social and farming practices of permaculture, a permanent culture, a permanent sustainable manner of using what's around us and growing in a, in a, you know, more people are abandoning fertilizers and other chemicals and are seeking a more natural way of life using traditional methods of farming on a more low scale and local basis as intended, which is another example of reverse innovation. The world, you know, the world changed dramatically during the first industrial revolution and social changes are occurring on a new scale just as well with the fourth one technology is rewriting a social contract between people and government as how should i say this as non-human robots and software take active roles in society the main impact is from automation where a huge loss of jobs is at stake with little ability to retrain retrain people as one group of people is replaced and retrained it's only a matter of time before they get replaced again a few cycles like this might take place before tech is able to update itself quicker and better not allowing any time to properly train people and have new sectors open up but, you know, because certain changes in the past have happened, you know, not too long ago, what, 100, 120 years ago, uh, maybe 98% of the United States population was working in agriculture. Now it's the opposite. Now it's like 1% to 2% of people. But it's not like 90, the other 98% are unemployed. Well, of course, right now it's a bit different situation. But in this, in the context of, of automation, even as new industries open, it is unclear if the new demand of jobs can match that of the enormous supply created. A loss of structure for many is at stake, leaving many to wonder what their purpose will be without a job. Something to fill up their time is often more important than money. in the Yukon, got a couple girls on my living room futon, and they about to wake, so better get a move on, better get some food on, cause when I'm hungry, I'm a prick, I ate a Snickers, but a snick ain't doing shit, argue over sushi or Italian for a bit, I say sake bombs, this is something we agree upon, later on, Uber on to the bar, a handful of cash and a brain full of stars, I'm more thrown than a food fight, feeling too right, margarita by the poolside, wow, this is all I ever wanted in life Yeah This is all I ever wanted tonight We sang 40 ounces and a pack of ranch Sunflower seeds 40 answers to the question she's asking of me What you're doing later on I 
politics. Many cities led by their mayors and conferences, such as the C40, can share and set examples for carbon reduction and other policy changes without national consensus or support. More citizens and local politicians are, excuse me, quote, thinking global, acting local. Communities such as C40 and climate mayors demonstrate this mentality of keeping the global picture in mind of climate change and other related issues. But beginning the reforms against climate change at a local community level, this is a political movement. Also, bottom-up similarity, similar, similarly, shit, can't speak English today, y'all, to consumers changing habits to force businesses and corporations to change their harmful practices. The quote, the quote, political component of the argument, the very fact that simplified systems are easy to control confers power on the interests which set their ground rules to overthrow the existing order. For example, its corporate dominated food change is therefore a political task propelled by land food related social movements, end quote. These movements could be those such as permaculture, which takes away from the heavy punches that companies like Monsanto pack. Big agriculture and lobbying go hand in hand, so agriculture as a whole has huge investments, but ironically, not by the majority of people who need food to eat. It is controlled by the few, not the many. Governments are aware of this, especially in regard to meat and meat demand. Agricultural exporting countries such as Brazil engage in deforestation of the Amazon because of the huge power meat has. With such a demand for Brazil is persuaded to damage their own environment for profit. Countries with an already damaged environment such as China are looking elsewhere for food investment. The rising complications of climate change in the world's agriculture is pressuring a nation like China to search for food sources because of lack of sufficient arable land and growing population. Their case could be a global case of not having enough land unpolluted to grow the amount of food billions of people need. Related to China's the complications tech present politically. AI allows any government to collect vast amounts of data about their people and subjects. However, in the case of China, one-party government uses AI in various forms to be fully aware about their large population. A one-party country like China had difficulties in the past knowing the needs of their people, which resulted in famines. That is the problem with one-party systems. But also, there's faults in that with democracies too sometimes. And we're going to see that. How China now is able to monitor the caloric caloric needs and consumption habit to better make foreign investments and procedures to attain food security. If a one-party government is able to better react and deliver the needs of their citizens than Western democracies, China's form of government may be seen as more ideal, especially in terms of global crises, natural disasters, and a widely altered form of climate. This whole pandemic shit started in China and they were the first motherfuckers to clear it up. They got better air, they got better everything while everybody else is fucked up. Democracy may seem overrated in comparison to quick and efficient action taken by China using tech, especially being quicker than democracies to gain information. Economics, the entire idea of sustainable development. Hold on.
Economics. The I entire idea of quote sustainable development or making cities new and um, and making cities new and old more sustainable the long term because of climate change is an industry in itself. India has created a smart cities mission to develop and create new cities that incorporate tech, advancements in transportation and renewable energy. There is and will continue to be more investment in protecting cities and developing new ones, especially in Asia. With such investment, more jobs and new industries open up, as well as traditional ones such as construction. But more social science and sustainable mining professions will work alongside to ensure that what is built for the future is not like the past. Cities are also a hub of financial capital and development. Many industries are concentrated in certain cities over others, so it behooves cities in order to maintain their economic status that they seek to protect their city from environmental damage with progressive action. Transport is another major task for cities because how they are able to move the citizens around dictates how people get to work and how goods can be moved across nations and between cities. As mentioned earlier, a city's consumption habits play a role environmentally and economically, so it is crucial for cities to treat consumption as its own topic as a way to analyze waste management techniques. With agriculture, there are also similar issues economically in regards to production and consumption. Uh, a major issue has been the economic growth of China in which now more people want meat and dairy incorporated into their diets because they can afford it now. However, this is a huge demand resulting in issues for China to import food like meat because of its potential to raise global prices. This is hence why nations such as Brazil are hesitant to do so, which allows them to play their card well as an agricultural exporting country. China's imports with corn, for example, caused a spike in global prices when they had a drought in 2010-2011. Their food security problems have implications in foreign affairs and other areas of international agriculture. Automation is also a force to be reckoned with in the economic sphere due to vast amounts of unemployed people needing income and more importantly something to do, right? A robot working one hour is much different from a human so how currency and value of goods in relation to difference in production will also be a challenge. How people are compensated for being replaced also needs significant consideration for the type of economic system a lifestyle society wants to have with automation. Uh, there's a great book um, author Wendell Berry from Kentucky. Uh, Anna something or I can't remember it's about a, a 
search author Wendell Berry. It's a, a really good book about this, you know, family farming in Kentucky. And there's a part of the book where, you know, a tractor comes along, it's being invented. And someone's telling this farmer, hey, you can take the job of 10 people. And he's like, why the fuck would I want that? Why would I want 10 people replaced? I want to work with 10 other people. So that's a different conversation also. But check that out. Uh, with universal, uh, with a universal basic income, people can be directly paid monthly for simply living and carry on as before, except without a job. I think this is dangerous to society because people ultimately need something to do with their time. The second option, of course, is a universal basic services, because with most cases of UBI, a monthly stipend means reduction in social programs, especially if the ones making this are going to be, you know, a bit hard as Republican bullshit. So, however, if social programs were better taken care of with a UBS system, people can be better guaranteed education and health care without the fear of needing more money in case of emergencies when more money is difficult to attain without a workforce. Of course, there's implications here and impacts on the military. Cities are vital for nations because of the industries and people they hold. So sustainability for the U.S. military is of great importance, especially when they got bases can be found in many American cities. Uh, even the Department of Defense is aware of the potential dangers effects of climate change can cause on cities. Though federal government led by current president may seem to be ignorant of climate change, the main enemy for the U.S. is climate change. The U.S. military actually has three E's that they use in policy, which are economics, equity, and environment. If cities are left unprotected and national government can be seen as ineffective and lead to revolts for change of government, environmental security and protection should be concerned for all, especially in a state like Florida where you got major air force bases in both Tampa and Panama City, each faced hurricanes in recent years. Agriculture has similar implications for the military because food is not only something people fight for, it's also something to be controlled to secure stability. When food is scarce and famines are within reach or do unfortunately occur, instability wreak havoc with civil war and often foreign powerful governments have interests to protect. Such as another possible reason for China's agricultural investment in Africa is to ensure their food security as well as so China can export other material they need. As previously mentioned in regard to China's politics and use of tech, the same holds for any form of government where AI can be abused for new weapons such as drones. More military pursuits can be taken without the use of physical combat of soldiers, which changes the structure of warfare. With climate change as a major factor in the globe's prospects, the international community is faced with multiple routes for its future. The move towards automation could be a possible one. 
or it could be halted by natural disasters and other damages which will require human labor efforts. A change in politics could be seen that breaks up big tech monopolies and results in slower technological growth. I mean, the world faces daunting tasks and unfortunately most people are aware but not active. Many people write their essays at the last minute, so it is easy to postpone action when the immediate danger is not felt or seen from the privileged positions many of us have in richer nations. It will be those least responsible for the effects of climate change that shall encounter them first and most harshly. Nevertheless, it is the use of technology in various forms that can hopefully solve these problems because though technology can create its own problems, it can be quite beneficial to use when it is created as a solution to a problem and not a problem within itself for financial purposes. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. This is episode one. Check out two, three, and four. Peace. Take care. Much love.